Hello, and broadcasting from the beautiful central coast of California, it's the Dr. Death Danger Radio Show! For uploading the last episode so late. Don't apologize to me. Apologize to my mom and apparently Mr. Hodder. Hey. I unfortunately, people like, I might have developed some okay drumming skills that people then like to use like a good four nights out of the week in a row. And how's it going, listeners? Welcome to another episode of the Triple D Radio Show with your hosts and boys, James and Edward. Ed, what's good? What's on today's lineup? Also, listeners, there's timestamps in the descriptions. To any part of the show, if you just want to hop on forward, don't worry. You do not hurt my feelings. Now, I apologize, Ed. I, sorry for interrupting you. Now go. I didn't even now what talk. I- <laughs> hey, Ray, how's it going? Hey. I'm Edward. I'm, I'm uh, good host, Ed, with also hey. good host, AKA oh. James, a.k.a. the fucking loser with a social life. Um, hey, 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 hey. Hey. It's not, hey. Hey. It's not that social. Okay, maybe it is. It's like half social, half work. Hey, I'm just saying. It's a worked social life. Hey, I play drums. I got a couple projects. Yeah. That kind of bit fills out my week. Low key, my, should be doing my time doing other things. Unfortunately, not. That's a me problem. But either way. So we've got, uh, we've got, of course, our customary hot or not segment uh, with uh, another hot new, maybe, new track from Mr. Hot or Not, Mr. Bone ha- Steel. Yo, Mr. Hot or Not, a.k.a. Bone, Bone, we- Bone Steel. <laughs> we've got our- Superstar uh, indie artist, Bone Steel. <laughs> <laughs> we have the CAR, the classic album review with uh, 1996's uh, release. Yes. Released by, yeah, and I sounded like Justin there for a second. 1996, um, uh, released by Sepultura, which when I was a kid, I thought for sure it was Sepultura. Sepultura? Yeah, that's how I used to say it. And it was you or somebody. I, you, someone used to get so mad. I was at like, me. no, it's, it's like, sepul- no, it's Sepultura. No, it's Sepultura. And it's fine because you can you give less of a shit about Sepultura. <laughs> no, oh, oh, hey, hey, hey. That's not a spoiler. That's how you feel about the band. Oh, hey, you're not wrong. But Beneath the Remains got banging riffs. It's true. Arise, not half bad ones. Chaos AD, if I want to listen to a band that's not Hatebreed, <laughs> but be like Hatebreed. Just saying, yeah, I'm just yeah. saying. Maybe I do enjoy a little bit of stuff. So, and if the homies, want, if we wanted to sit there and listen if to it early, the early, early stuff where they're barely playing the instruments, yeah. then yeah, I'll, I'll check that out. But it's not my regular listen, okay? Yeah. But it's not like I haven't put fucking time in those right, fucking right. albums before. It's not like I don't know those on repeat. So, I, don't, I don't think that's going to be a discography hey, we go through. And this is actually was a, from their book. From like what a thousand and one albums yes. to listen to before we yes, die. Yes, I was surprised. Yeah, you're like, you know what? I'm gonna pick something from my favorite era, the '90s. <laughs> That's kind of how that went. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, okay, I did not. I swear. yeah, hand to God, I, I did not. not choose that myself. It's not like I found it and pretended to find it. No, what's his name? I think Robert decided that we needed to listen to Sepultura. Yeah, Roots. Yeah. 
bloody roots. And then for our main event, we have episode three of VH- maybe the worst show we've done. It's pretty bad. Uh, VH1's magnum opus of shit uh, super group episode three. Okay, I want to call them the magnum opus of shit. They ha- they've had some other garbage shows. Now, is this of the ones one? we've watched. But hey, I'm just saying, when you put a house of these five egotistical rockers, yeah. okay, like four. Four, because Jason More plays. like, honestly, it's like three and... Yeah, it is four, because yeah. like, Scotty and Jason are like kind of half egos. Yeah. They're team players. Now, the other three Evan's fuckers... a small name with a big ego. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. If you got a big hog, who cares? <laughs> I cannot confirm or deny whether or not he has a big hog. Oh, but you need to just watch some television. Hey, this is where you... Hey, our movies are awesome. You don't know where reality ends or f- fantasy begins. Yeah. Right out the if fuck you, he said. If, you, if you're enamored with us as a couple, just wait till you see us fucking on film. Yeah. You enamored with sell, us being... Evan. I, 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 I'm not enamored with you two as a couple. Old Evan Seinfeld and Tara Patrick. I'm not going to go watch a film, all right? It's, no, a, it's a weekday. I, I'm too tired. <laughs> I got a podcast to record, all speaking right? I don't need to see your hog. Speaking of weekday, how was your week? Well, it's kind of half the week. Well, yeah. Honestly, it's more like my Tuesday. I already told you prior. Like, I end up, like, friggin' sleeping in this morning too yeah. much where I was like, damn, I can't take a shower. And then I was like, hey, you know what? I think I only have what It's been chill at work. I only have one job. And it's, like, on my it's like on my way. It's, like, past my house. So if I finish the job early, I can swing by my house, take a shower. No, that job went long. And what else? My day then decided to be filled out because I had to go run and do two other jobs. So I haven't showered. I haven't really brushed my teeth. I'm pretty fucking crusty right now. Not gonna lie. When I was eating that Kung Pao chicken, I felt like my breath smelled like death. Not gonna lie. (laughs) I'm just sitting there. That's why I'm chewing on a piece of gum. Because I just want the not brutal death, that death stench in my mouth. Now you're trying to emulate Lars Oric and always be chewing something. Huh? 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 I put Lulu on for my kids. (laughs) Hey, I put Lulu on. Damn it. Home. Like his fucking knapsack. <laughs> huh. Yeah, so I put Lulu on for my kids and I think they really enjoyed it. At least I know I enjoyed it in my heart. It sounded as relevant as ever. I'm like, it was relevant in the first place? Honestly, I felt like it was more relevant now than it was back then. True. Evergarden masterpiece, huh? <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So your so your breath stank. Yeah, I'm just saying this is just kind of my day. And other than that, it's just kind of just been jamming. Dr- like I said, just being jamming drums, getting ready to record a project, yeah. while also then trying to record someone else for another project. You know, I've just been busy. But hey, I've just been grounded. I haven't traveled out. I've been hanging around. And honestly, my personal life, I might start picking up some sh- some gig work. Gig work or shifts at a pizza shop in Cayucas. Oh, so, nice! It's just only that's for, a bit of a commute. Eh, hey, 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 hey! It's on the way. <laughs> hey, 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 hey! The homie Michael says they might need some bodies. I'm gonna hang out with the homie Michael. We're gonna talk about riffs and then and then friggin' sling pies. And then we're gonna see who's the real pizza king of Cayucas when I come <laughs> into the joint. I'm just saying, I'm gonna try it out. Like, this upcoming Sunday is kind of my first day. Just a trial part. We'll see if it actually works. It's I mean, like, you did find it the other pizza place you worked at, so I think it might be have to shake off some rust. Yeah, 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 just on, like, speed. Like I can still make pies. That's no problem. Yeah. That is no problem. 
Because I've been in that joint and like Michael's let me just walked in and just start making pizzas. <laughs> That's funny. Like roll out the dough and everything. That's some friend goals right there. Yeah. But for you, dude, like literally that fucking <laughs> that job interview I put in quotation marks. I fucking did not walk in for a job interview. I woke walked in just with my normal like street clothes. Obviously, I wasn't wearing my fucking hold up undershirt. I didn't sure. need to wear that. But I literally walked in. I didn't even try to talk professional. I was just like freaking cursing and bullshitting with the guy. And he has me wanting to come up. And I'm like, yeah, this pizza shop. Uh, <laughs> uh. Well, you know what? I'm going to have fun. I'm going to have fun making pizzas again. Yeah. Trying to make good ass pizzas. The last place wasn't Hey, fun. I made a really bomb ass like cheese pizza. Like literally <laughs> on like that same day too. Came back. I made a cheese pot. I'm not telling you my secrets. And I, I don't even still feel like it's incomplete. All right. One of the nerds said they would give it a nine. And I'm like, you're on fucking crack. I would not give this a nine. But hey, hey, hey. All right. Maybe I might have had some good pizza pies I guess in my you'd day. Give it a six. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Michael kept asking, what do you rate the pie? And I was like, I might give it a high six. It's like, you know what? Uh, I don't know if it's a seven. Like seven's like a pretty good pie. I'm having a hard time really judging. Yeah, my seven's scale. like dominoes. Eight's like round table. I think you just want me to. Eleven, eleven is Pizza Hut. Damn. Hey man, no one out pizzas the hut. <laughs> no one out pizzas the hut. I'm sorry. Keep going. <laughs> well, unless you want me to rant about pizza, nah. So, like you know what? But hey, I'm gonna have fun with the joint. It seems like I will have the freedom where I can come in with some of my own ingredients. Maybe I'll oh, spice really? up. Maybe I'll spice up and make some pies. That's my cool. own stuff. I'm just saying, this allows me to have fun with a good pizza kitchen to make some fun pizzas. Are again. you gonna? Are you going to attempt to make your your famous uh, super zone from back in the days? Okay, so there was a super zone and there was the fucking king deluxe zone, which was literally more just a fucking pie. <laughs> it was literally like a pie. Like literally, I took two. It was quite literally I took, a pizza pie. I took, you basically you had the one pizza on the bottom, and then you had the top layer of dough on top, and then go around. It was that like, is just a pie. At that point, it was just a pie. It wasn't even a calzone. <laughs> I could make a dude. I haven't made a super zone in a minute. That shit was demented, but hilariously fun. <laughs> Dude, I, like, I saw those things when you would make them too. Like, like when the, I don't even know if I saw a whole one because you would bring part of it home. But like half of one was like almost as wide as your chest. Yeah, <laughs> it was nuts, dude. Fuck, I, I was like, damn, you put that whole thing in you? Well, it was just a large pizza flipped over. Yeah, but it was. It looked really. It looked big. Hey, it looked intimidating. Yeah, uh, it could scare you. Fuck, I could make a... So, yeah, we'll see how that long... We'll see how this gig actually lasts. I'm just kind of walking in, and I'm just going to do it. But I also told the guys, like, hey, I still have a life to do. So you're kind of, like, second priority on me, on anywhere else. I want to say third, <laughs> to, to be honest. But I don't know. What's good with you? What do you got before we go into Hot or Not? Uh, pff, Not too much. Just, uh, you know, just chilling uh, in this... Uh, in this, uh, what you call it, in this elaborate play we call life. I did come in. Life. I, did, I did get given a request. Well, technically two requests. But this, you already I'm know just one living of in the play of the, so the universe sh- known as life. So the, the show's home. number one fan, a.k.a. my mom. Yeah. Well, for one, I said. Back this, up hot or not. Retro so, hot or not. So I said that. Yeah, Mrs. Retro. Mrs. Retro. Mrs. Retro hot or not. Whenever Mrs. we need to call her when Jake finally quits. I mean, Mr. Hot or not quits. So. I've said this a few episodes, but she really wants us to one day go through the Judas Priest discography. That's a lot of albums, DM. That's like 16. 16? That is 16 weeks. 
Okay. We barely made it through The Who and, and Led Zeppelin. Honestly, we barely made it through Metallica, but that one, we went really hard for that one. I think we might have put a little too much energy. I'm a little drained on that one, honestly. Or we've yeah. been, or we've been developing too much care into these goddamn classic album reviews. Yeah, yeah. But but the other request was she wanted us to react to the announcement of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees, and I told her there's no way James is going to care. But you know what? Just say the list anyway. I might as well react. What? No way! Oh my god! Boo! Okay, so these are the um, these are the so th these are the confirmed. Um, uh, let me see here. These are the these are the confirmed people. So they confirmed Kate Bush is going in. You mean the one person with a TikTok song? Yeah. Does she have any other bangers? She's the I need a hero, right? No, that's a fucking. What was that? The country a artist with the goddamn album. Oh my god. Oh my god. Riley Simon? No, you, you, I have to look it up. God damn it, Nita. Willie, Willie Nelson, who I was surprised wasn't in there already because he's like 98 years old. What? Did his albums just not sell? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Missy Elliott is going in. Who? Oh. Yeah, Missy Elliott's going. Oh in. shit! Right, sorry. I was reacting to a picture. I was like, no, I, I like pull up the phone real quick, and then Jake like showed a screenshot where it's like, I swear this girl loves my videos. Yeah, and it's I this fucking that. fake account where it says, "Watch my pussy come." Good. good that stuff. distracted me. I apologize, but Missy Hyatt. Wait, Missy Hyatt. Miss Missy Hyatt. <laughs> I Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott. Yeah, Missy Elliott. Okay, I think I know her. Uh, my dad's, uh, my dad's true love and apparently my real mom, Cheryl Crow. Awesome. And I'm the, glad your mom's going to the hall of fame. And the big one for me, because it's the one I care the most about, uh, rage against the machine. Of course, cool. folks, of course, folks are pissed because, uh, Soundgarden got snubbed again and Iron Maiden got snubbed for like the 18th time in the row. But here's the thing. One. If Soundgarden going in, I mean, they will go in one day, but like, here's my logic. They're not Nirvana. And if anything, Pearl Jam is realistically going to go in before they do, even though Chris Cornell was awesome and sadly passed away. And the second thing was, <laughs> let Iron Maiden fans be mad. Yeah, fuck them. It's funny. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> There are genuinely some artists that I wish were uh, in there. Like, I believe, I could be wrong. I believe Rush isn't in there still. Sidney Lauper should be in there. And those are just the two obvious ones. Sidney Lauper should be in the WWE Hall of Fame, but that's a different uh, conversation. But yeah, that's that uh, I believe a different that's it. conversation. And I remember the Who Needs a Hero Chick, and that is Bonnie Tyler. Oh, we're holding okay. out for a hero. Oh, George Michael's going in. Nice. My dad, uh, my dad was like, what the hell did he ever do? Wham, bitch! <laughs> I'm not gonna say that to my dad. I, and I, my, my response was, dun, dun, was dun, dun, dun. Yeah, that's why I said. I'm like, Dad, you don't like Careless Whisper? He's like, Do you think I like Careless Whisper? Whoa. I'm like, You should. Oh, and the spinners are going in. Oh, the spinners. The spinners. Okay, that's tight. Hell, hey, I'm stoked that George Michael shit. Friggin is in the Hall of Fame. Oh, also Joy Division was up this year and they didn't get not just Joy Division, also New Order. Huh. At this they were gonna induct them together, but uh it didn't happen either. Oh well. So that one I was bummed about because oh, I like Joy. 
because I like Joy Division. And plus, who doesn't like Blue Monday? Yeah, Blue Monday's a banger. Tell me how does it feel? Tell me how does, does it, it feel? I like how that was actually the first like hit song to use electronic drums, supposedly. Yeah, no, I was going to say, I like Weird how historical they, piece right there, I yeah. Like how, I like how they created this historical piece of music that was really trailblazing, and it was essentially created as a shit post. Yeah. It was a meme. Got a lot. Dude, the history of electronic- Speaking of memes, the song. Yeah, dude, this song. Good George Michael. Sorry. Big J. Big Papa J. Careless Whispers a Banger. My only regret, yo, you remember that fucking shitty band New God we played with? Yes. Okay, musically they're okay. Yeah, they're okay. Yeah, they're okay. Just but as people, people they could fuck off. There was not a, there was no soberness to be found. Whatever, they're too, they were too faded for me. Yeah. But either way, they did like a weird garbage cover of this song, and I was like, what? Now I just have to play the actual song in the PA, and I forgot to do it. Fuck me. That's all I can say. I don't know if I don't know if me hearing their cover would endear me to them. I will say that. Oh well. All right, you ready for hot or not? Yeah, let's go. I was getting the hot or not. Oh, of course, yeah. You think you're a funny guy? That's hot. That's hot. Well, maybe. Unfortunately, I might be a shit stirrer. Has been shown. Uh, I I know. Shocking news. Shocking. I know. Oh my god, really? You could have fooled me, James. Fuck, really? Speaking of shit starter, let's talk about Mr. Hot or Not. Oh, so Mr. Hot or Not, he's back with another long voice clip, and all he says is he's bringing some spicy drama to the podcast, this podcast to this cast this week, this episode. So, today, hopefully I don't have to edit anything. Are you prepared to listen? No, play it anyway. <sighs> all right, I'm I'm going to just shut up. I'm not going to say a word. Zip, zip, zip. Okay, so I just listened to the uh, recap from last week's Hot or Not, which was just uploaded yesterday, by the way. So I had no time to prepare. Highly unprofessional of, of both of you. And now I'm over here trying to find a fucking Hot or Not. Uh, let's touch on a few things real quick. One. One thing that was mentioned during MGK, which I think is a little bit of a falsehood, is that pop punk and modern rock are both, you know, were both stale at the same time. I don't think that that's true. I think that pop punk has always operated in a totally different zone than hard rock. We all agree that hard rock has been super stale for like 10 years. Fair. Pop punk, though, has gone through completely different like uh, territories. And 10 years ago, the story so far, Man Overboard, State Champs, Neck Deep, the list goes on. They were all doing a very fresh take on pop punk. The problem was no one wanted to consume that second wave. They wanted the old blink shit. So there's that. Number two. I'm not over here Travis Parker fucks, just saying. and hoping that I get some fucking hots or whatever. I was just thinking of a way to spice it up a little bit and be creative and try to get some double hots. If you want me to keep sending in songs as I am, then yes, I will do that. That's and me. no one can do hot or not outside of this is my fucking trademark. I and I I will I will sue. I will fucking sue. I will hire Stephen P. New, Jim Cornette's lawyer, and I will he will be on the case. I hear that ad every single week. Anyways, for this week's Hot or Not, I'm okay. fucking okay. spicy right now. <clears throat> this week's Hot or Not, 
<laughs> we are going Crenshaw to look at a TikTok artist because you guys want to hear the the actual hot. You want to hear yeah. what's hype? Yeah. Well, I'm going to That's show you what is actually us. hype. Not fake James condescending hype where it's like, bro, do you understand? <laughs> You understand that I saw his band last week, Nipple Chafe. They played in Salinas under an overpass with the fucking generator, and sixty people came. Word them out. They sold like three hundred twenty-five dollars worth of merch. That's fucking hype, bro. That's no. I'm gonna show He's you so actual hype. Hype meaning millions of people are digging this shit, and millions of people are reacting, and. Something is actually going somewhere. We're going to look at an artist called Brandon uh, or Braden Bales, who's basically this guy that Brood honestly Bales. showed up out Brood of nowhere Bales. kind of a few months ago uh, with a, a, one particular single. Um, and uh, since then, in two months, this has gained like 20 million streams uh, on Spotify alone with this single close to it and is basically building up this grassroots audience in two months, you know, it, it, he's been at it for longer than that, but this particular sing- song is the one that seems to have broken him. And uh, everyone is kind of hailing it, not only the TikTok teens, but also a lot of like a music producer friends that I know are really into it because the production for being pop is super unique. If you listen to like all the instrumentation and blah, 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 blah. Listen to the track. This is this week's Hot or Not. If it's not hot on your end, that's fine because it's still hype and Unlike other particularly hype things, this has the potential of, you know, lasting. Because as our boy Finn McKenty says, just because it's hype doesn't mean it's successful. So, anyways, this is this week's Hot or Not. Next week, I will have a more prepared one. Skadoosh. All right, then. <laughs> you have made, you have broken this man. You have whittled him down to his barest core. I needed 30 minutes. You gave me, like, no time. I had to listen to myself first. And then come up with a hot or not. I love the impression of me, though. That was hilarious. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. I'm too tired. I was listening to Braden Bales. Braden Bales. No. A lot of them. So if I'm honest, I think I'm beginning to question how much I'm How's the song treating you so far? You can barely hear it. No, it's fine. No, it's uh Wait, you can't? No, I'm saying that because you're acapelling over the goddamn thing. Ban it. <laughs> I will say I hear when he was talking about production. It's oh, yeah, uh, no, there's a lot going on here. Yeah, you know I always like that kind of music. I like it when there's a lot of when there's a lot of stuff and like if I listen to it again, I might hear something kind of sonically new. You know that's that's always that's always big with me. I like I like music that rewards re-listens. There's a lot to consume. All right, all right. Well, that was one of the reasons I was like Nine Nails. Oh yeah, guy's a good singer. Yeah, no, he's got a good voice. He got a cool voice. He got a cool sounding voice. He Obviously, he's pretty auto tuned out. I'm like, dude, yeah, but yeah. it's literally no, the, too Yeah, the auto tune's really strong. With yeah, this but guy. it's auto tuned to an effect, though. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. You can tell it's like actually like 
being used for the song, like to service it, and not just because oh, we gotta pitch correct this fucking guy. That that it's tasteful auto tune, I guess. That's the kind I like. And he really just keeps going ban it, ban it. But yeah, I. Is, is that it? Yeah, that was it. So how long was that? A minute, like two minutes? Yeah, literally like a minute and fifty nine seconds. Oh, that's old school. That's like back in the day when my dad's tell me, yeah, back in my day, you know, song, songs, were, songs weren't supposed to go th- like three minutes. Yeah, I know. Or singles on the radio. No, that was cool. You know, I, I really like that. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I said this about his last hot or not, but uh, I, I could see myself at least re listening to uh, to to that song. I my only issue is. Um, Ban it! No, <laughs> yeah. my only issue is I, I I feel like I'm gonna forget this dude's name all the time. Like Brandon Bales. No, it's Braden. Braden Bales. Braden Bales. Oh, Braden Bales. Braden Bales, next NXT champion. Braden Bales. No, but yeah, no, I give it a hot. That was that was that was some nice, different sounding pop music. I like that. Now, I mean. I'm not saying everything I listen to has to be or is like unique and stand out, but you know, it's like, it's nice to see new takes on old formulas. So, you know what? Good for you, Braden. Yeah, Braden Bales. Braden Bales. Uh, yeah, hope to see good things from him. Yeah, give it a hop. What was your take? All right. So, one, I'm looking up the about section about this, about Braden Bales. Braden. And. Sorry, I drink like some sparkly water. I feel like I got a burp. Say, so you trying not to burp? Yeah, I'm trying not to. All right. So, Braden Bales. This is what is in their about section of fucking Spotify. Ontario-born artist, writer, slash producer. That's it. No achievements. No backstory. Kind of just there. Nice and simple. <laughs> well, it sounds like he's, uh, you know, it sounds like he's kind of fresh. Yeah, no, just... Just gotta do he it. Is he has a, t- he has farm to table fresh. Yeah, he has a 1.2 million monthly listeners. So pretty good. good. That's more than Anvil. But for the most part, for me, I personally just think back of the song. Okay, true, there was some meme worthiness, just the banner. <laughs> but I didn't feel like it was too hooky for me. I felt like the hook wasn't too exciting. You didn't think so? No. I thought the I no. thought the instrumentation made up for maybe yeah, like a but- super. Yeah, not for me though. Okay. Not for me. So unfortunately, Mister Hot or Not, trying to make us fish out a, a double hot. I'm not giving it a hot. No double hot today. You were gonna make him quit. I swear. Hey, we have. Hey, we have retro. Hey, if he quits, then he can't sue. Just say. Just say. And you know he did trademark hot or not. He didn't trademark retro hot or not. Yeah. Just say. Just say. Now he's gonna want to beat her ass, and he's like, "You're not. I'm gonna quit. You're gonna quit before I'm gonna quit." It's like, yeah, we're gonna. Oh yeah, we're just gonna quit our own podcast, Jake. Well, thank you, thank you, Mister Hot or Not, for showing what's new and hot. Thanks for putting up. With I James feel enlightened and his abuse. <laughs> How? <laughs> How am I abusing you? Do you not? Do, do you not hear the voice? That is a tortured soul. A tortured soul that I won't give you a. Sorry, the song's not a hot hot. Hey, 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 I don't know how often fucking Brandon Bales is going to be bumping around with a little, I don't know if I'm going to, I'm going to run into someone else bumping Brandon Bales. All right. But it's not a bad song. It's not a hot for your boy over here on the Triple D radio show. Hot for the, for your other boy. Yeah. But it was cool. It was cool. All right. We're going to take a break. 
Then we'll hop it to the C-A-R. Yep. Oh, yeah, boy. Oh, my God. I hear it because you decided, oh, I'm just going to sing along to the whole song. Yeah. What? You son of a bitch. <laughs> what? What? It's now time for the C-A-R. Hey, yeah, C-A-R. Straight into it, baby. All right. Tell us. We got 1996. Fucking classic oh, album. All right. Sepultura. Yeah. Roots. Bloody right, roots. Me, yeah, tell me what's good. Well, we might as well hear the hook. Bloody roots. Roots. Bloody roots. All right. Tell me what's good. Nine out of ten. Oh, I fucking love this song. Like, it's just great. It's full of intensity. It's catchy. It's got energy. This sounds cool. And then though, whatever the hell those drums are he's doing, yeah, it's good stuff. I believe in fate. So I guess when like Ed's in the national deadlift game world championship and he's about to hit a thousand pound lift, this oh is the song God. they're gonna throw on and fucking freaking win the gold, baby. Not a bad idea. Alright, so for me, I wrote down, I was like, so, we got so... We have here some corn with tribal drums. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. That's a bad analysis. But, I'll give it a 7 out of 10. I have to say it, it is a banger. Yeah. Now, is it winning the gold in the world championship deadlift competition banger? <laughs> not for me. It's not getting the bronze. <laughs> Okay, you're right. I'll, uh, okay. All right, next one. By the way, we might be blazing through this because uh, because uh, I don't know. We didn't say it last week because we selected this song off camera audio. This is 16 songs. There's a lot. So this is. I don't think we're gonna be breezing through. Well, so so this is the next one. Attitude. Because you could say this record really, when it came out, kicked off a kind of attitude era. Uh Okay. So I get it. You watch wrestling, Stone Cold Steve Austin. So anyway, so I know this song is about a. I wrote a minute and a half of intro, but I think this is a badass intro. And when the song comes in at like 135 or whatever, shit goes hard. Sepultura or pretty much anything Max Cavalera does just has a natural intensity to it that a lot of bands don't have. I gave this one an easy seven. It may not sound like it now, but I think I think the song is really good once it gets going. Alright, so for me, as I pull up my notes, sorry, I was drinking good sparkling water, Jesus Christ. I was driving my phone right there. I was driving an attitude. Does this song have attitude? Well, the song has the attitude of some shirtless bloke in a side pit at a Machine Head Festival show. Six out of ten. I'm sorry. I just imagine some shirtless bloke. Did you have to say Machine Head? (laughs) I hate that fucking band. Yeah, but I was like, you know, the good Machine Head Festival show where there's like the main pits going on. But then, you know, there's like the side pit with like three people. And it's like some shirtless bloke going to say, yeah, come on, bro. Yeah. I think I know I've told you this yeah, story right here. now, dude. Right now, you you know you just be sitting here. It's like, yeah, I want to mosh, but I don't want to go into the big pit. It's a little scary. I'm gonna stay in the small pit. Yeah, yeah. Come on, let's go. Let's go, bro. Hell yeah. You know when you say ma- you know when you say machine head fest. That reminds me of when we went I said to one festival of the- show. Yeah, festival show. So I'm you- not saying like they're headlining the no, show. No, like no, they're no. playing at like six. But, but it reminded me of when we went to the I think our first mayhem show and. The entire time Amir was playing, because they were playing on a different stage before Machine Head, there was this fat, like fatter than me, like 
ginger bearded man. The entire time during Emir's set, he was flipping them off. And he kept trying to yeah, get right machine now, you fucking know, head Yeah, chance. you know, homie in the cargo shorts just getting ready. Fucking slinging his shirt around. And he's bald, but with a goatee. Yeah, you just like, imagine it. <laughs> this is what the song Attitude brought to me. Yeah. That kind of attitude. Go to track three, please. <laughs> Next one. Cutthroat. Oh. So now I must say about this one. It's fine. It's cool. It's kind of messy and raw, but it, like in a good way. I gave it a strong six, and I think the Chugga Chugga Mosh Riff at 153, pretty baller. But yes, I gave it a six. So for me, for this song, I wrote down, yeah, the song was corny with a K. That was almost good timing right there. So much. Six out, six out of ten. You know, make it up to me. Play the Chugga Mosh Riff at 153-ish. Okay, I'll, I'll, bring it, I'll bring it to you. I'll bring it to you. Because it goes pretty hard. I request... From good host said, all right. One minute, 51 seconds. Let's bring it, Here bitch. Yeah. Oh, dude, oh, right now. That goes hard. Yeah, you know you're going to be hopping in your combat boots, <laughs> cargo shorts, shirtless bod with the tribal tattoo, slinging your shirt that you bought at the merch for 30 bucks. Some shitty necklace with some yep. nondescript pointy object yep, on yep, it. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Just spent, like, already $50 on beer. $50 watch. Oh, yeah. So His name's probably Jed. Yeah, dude, your homie Jed over there. I don't know why I said Jed, but yeah. So now the next song, like kind of like the next big song off this album. Yeah, this was a single, Rada Mahatada. I totally fucked that up. So Boy, I was burping. That this was a is deep a, one. This is a, oh my god. This is a song that I can only describe as Brazilian tribal groovy new rap metal. I don't know what you call this track. Oh, there it is. I don't know what you call this track, but I but I dig it. I think once it got going, it slaps. It's wild and chaotic, and I dug it a lot. I actually gave it a seven. Fun fact, which you're gonna find funny, Korn's drummer is drumming on this song. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, they're old one. So. But. So for me, I just wrote down. So this song makes metalheads think they have an excuse to act like they have an ounce of culture. Right? What the f- Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, so, you know what, this reminds me, this one interview of David Grohl, uh-huh, it was like, I don't know it was a panel, but it was David Grohl, and he had Jordana Brewster from like, you know, the Fast series and stuff. Oh, sure. And she was also on the remake of like, Dallas. That like aired mm. for like a season and like whatever. Oh yeah, I heard about that. So yeah. Jordana Brewster, she's Brazilian, and then you just have Dave Grohl just out of nowhere, then start punishing her. It's like, oh Brazil, one of my favorite bands is from Brazil. Yeah, they're a Sepultura, and like they use like old tribal instruments with big heavy metal stuff, and I'm just like, and this is what bur and this is birth of Punisher on like air. I felt so bad for George from Jordana Brewster, because it's like. She got punished by Dave Grohl. It's like, Grohl do you like, think? Yeah. It's like, do you think she gives a shit or knows about? Let maybe she knows about Sepultura, but do you think she wanted to talk about Sepultura on what was probably a promo press tour? She would have answered, but she did not answer. She just nodded her head and was like, "Cool." And laughed. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I meant by that. But we have like the Digiroot, the Digiroots, friggin' sounding like turntable or the fucking. You just got the beatboxer. Yeah, you got yeah, just yeah. the beat, the tribal beatboxing homies. That, yeah, right here. Yeah, and then you got Cavi going in. 
I just wanna okay. And just think in Soulfly, Max goes even harder on this shit for the first three albums. I just wanna okay. The song kinda does go hard. Yeah, I'll give it, it a high six out of ten. Maybe a low seven. You know what? For you, I'll give it a low seven. Thank you. So we can vibe. Alright, <laughs> next one. Breed apart. So it's not a very interesting intro, but when the main riff came in, the chugs reminded me of Slayer Chugs. Just I don't know. Damn. It's like well, okay, There's a, it, it does the new metal, which obviously, like, Slayer wouldn't do. Uh, but honestly, the track uh, didn't do too much for me. Like, there's a sick bridge at 2.30, but I gave this one a high five. It, it didn't leave much of an impact. Maybe I should have given it another listen, but I, I didn't. Well, for me, I just wrote down, this was slow. Five out of ten. A little droney, too. A little droney. All right, but next one, straight hate. All one word. This song's about hating shit. Yeah. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't have a lot for it. This song goes hard. Bone Steel would like it. I like how angry it is. Six. So for me, I wrote down straight hate. I'm going to be a straight hater as, this, as the song was kind of slow. Five out of ten. Well, it could, yeah, okay. Dude. Hey, hey, these are my opinions, all right? I'm not hating on you. No, I'm not going in and say, why the fuck you rating this song higher? All right, what the fuck? All right, are we on the same level? What? All right? Okay? No, no, I, it's okay. Yeah. I'm not hating on your opinions, but I get you're hating on mine. No, I'm not. Okay. You just straight haterade. Tracks, this song is called Spit. It's short, sweet, angy, chuggy boy. Very fun. Has a filthy fucking bass. I gave... Oh, yeah, there it is. That's disgusting. I ended up... I don't know if I gave it a low or a mid, but I gave it a low seven, I'm pretty sure. Doesn't sound like it now, but let's think about... Yeah, here we go. Let's think about Sausage. You got to give him time to breathe. Well, you got to immerse yourself well, in I let the song breathe when I listened to the whole goddamn thing. I didn't just oh, listen well, to like yeah. 10 seconds and then rated it. Well, yeah, I'm sure, but... So, for me... The song felt pretty local band. Five out of ten. Local, huh? Yeah. Okay. I feel like this is definitely some local band in Cleveland, Ohio. That's This is their fast track. Uh, you know, I was about to say this song walks so those guys could run, but I don't think that's a flex. Yeah. Yeah, with the weird vocals, too. Oh, yeah, with, like, the, just the, 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 like the, the distortion on it. Yeah, this just sounds like some local band. I'm sorry. All right, next one. Look away. Okay, so get this, you guys. Featuring on this song, uh, Mike Patton, the Faith No More guy, Jonathan Davis, the corn guy, and the turntables on this song, and I think that other song that had them, Limp Biscuits, Baby Boy, DJ Lethal. All right. So it comes with a heavy heart that I have to say, didn't really love the song. It's good, but it's not great. It's kind of, it drones on like this for the whole time. It's a little long. I think it's like five and a half minutes. Stays in one place and it's good and heavy, but that's kind of all I can say about it. It's heavy. Um, and I need a little more than that. So I, I ended up giving it a low six. It's probably a high five, but I'm going to stick with the low six. So for me, I gave the song a six out of 10. Mm. Because the angry whisper singing had me howling. You just. I thought for a second you were gonna give it a compliment. He was like, <laughs> yeah, literally, you just had it out of nowhere. You just got. Oh, this part, yeah. 
To be honest, I can't tell if this is Mike or Jonathan. It's probably Jonathan, but yeah. I'm with the Turner Express. I got the Kalapau Kalapau chicken. It was so spicy. I had to go pee. Did you rate? Oh, wait, you gave it a six. Okay. Yeah, I gave it a six out of ten. These vocals were entertaining me. I'm like, okay, I can't be hating too much. Yeah, yeah, bearing it. All right, next one, Dusted. The song had moments where, where's? Oh, there it is. Okay. The, so <laughs> the song had moments where it was really good, but it's nothing great. Like I liked all the different riff and tempo, like change ups it does, but it could have been more. I, I gave this one a, uh, I gave this one a, a, a high five. So for me, I wrote it's a pretty stock. I don't know why. I felt like the stock song. It was like a song that it really tried. Like yeah. it tried its darnest to be good. It almost convinced me enough that I will give it a light six out of ten. Okay. I don't know why. I was just like, you know what? The song just sounds like it tries. Yeah, it's yeah. so hard. And I'm like, okay, you get a you get some brownie points for what's, effort. What's funny is I've heard so many shitty or even some I like new metal bands oh, have some songs that band? sound just like this or write songs that sound just like this. It's crazy. Man, must be some local band. It's just crazy how much people ripped off this in corn. Like God. I mean, yeah, people rip I mean, yeah, people like Limp Bizkit and other new metal bands too, but if you're a new metal band, you're pretty much extensively ripping off this record in corn. Yeah, come on, bounce wrist for days, baby. Did I rate yeah, I yeah, gave it a six. A light yeah. six. For a effort. Effort. Now the song Born Stubborn. You know what? Here, I will lead this. Sure. Wait, hold it. Where the fuck am I? Dude, I'm lost now. Where's your notes? It's in front of me. All right. I just wrote down for this song. Yeah, honestly, this just felt like some more local band shit. <laughs> Five out of ten. My Wisconsin homies would have liked this record. <laughs> well, why don't you show them this record? Or have they listened to this record? They've heard Roots. And my good my very very good friend John I went to his wedding he told me he said Roots I think might be the heaviest song I've heard in my whole life and I said you know what I'll let you have that John cool <laughs> so this song kind of reminds me I'm, I'm the song I'm like hmm. I'm like you know this song kind of reminds me of like a new metal song kind of reminds me of some cold chamber yo is this cold chamber or sepultura it's angry and aggressive like the other songs, and I really like the verse section riff. I gave this one a six, but you bringing up Cold Chamber makes me think, man, this song might be a three. <laughs> Fuck Cold Chamber, bro. <laughs> they are they are they are an embarrassment to a genre that is already half an embarrassment. Yep. So now, Josco. I hate that I love new metal. So this is a almost two minute long acoustic. At this point, it's just your personality. I don't even listen to that much new metal. I don't know how I got grafted as grafted. I don't know how I got associated as the new metal guy. I'm just the one guy in the group that doesn't sh that doesn't shit on it. Uh, uh, for me, I call you the new metal guy because I'll I mean, Grant, I, I will probably I be will hop in your car and like literally one out of three songs That's on your shuffle playlist is oh, oh maybe the algorithm is telling us something. I think you're in denial. You listen to I mean, a lot of new like metal. I don't like every new metal band I've heard. I've straight up told you, I'm like, oh, oh yeah. I've heard a lot of new metal bands that are fucking trash. Oh yeah. I'm sure the same thing's similar about about the the punk genres. You oh like. yeah, yeah, no, 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 believe me. Like just trash bands too. But I'm just saying, I'm just yeah. saying. 
one out of three bands that will come out on your shuffle. Yeah. Might be a new metal I'd like, song. I'd like to hear Jake, just. I'd like to hear. Say. I'd like to hear Jake be like, "We want to challenge it on new metal superiority." I'm like, "You can fucking have it." <laughs> you know, bro, you can have it. All so right. So this is an almost two. Minute- some things in life we do not need, and that and it's just honestly maybe more new metal might be. I don't know. It's all. This- I could be wrong though. There's a lot of people doing new metal. Yeah. So this song's called Jasco. It's a almost two minute long acoustic interlude, and I wrote, "What is this? Ice Earth." It's very nice though, so I gave it a six if it's even scorable. But yeah, it's fine. Hey, I gave and it, it leads a, into the next song. Hey, I gave it a six out of ten because I'm like, okay, something different and pretty chill. Yeah. Because uh, so far this record for me kind of same samey for me, mm-hmm. a little same samey, but not same samey where I'm vibing. Just saying, I'm just like, yep, just getting kind of more. How do how do how do you pronounce this next song? I'm not gonna bother. Isari. Yeah, there I you go. think. I hope you get roasted. So then, so yeah, I, I didn't say sorry. It was uh, I'm sorry. I didn't say sorry. It was Ed over here that said sorry. So this I is- apologize that I'm sorry that Ed mispronounced sorry for whatever the proper pronunciation is. I'm sorry, Max. So this is an instrumental. Yeah, using- Max gonna come in and just whip your ass. I mean, to be fair, like poke your eye out with this pointy ass guitar. Listen, man, I'm just saying if I got my ass kicked by Max Cavalera, that's some that's some clout. So this is a song using music and vocalizations from the actual indigenous uh, Chavante tribe from uh, Brazil. Cool. The song is actually really cool, and I wrote here, this came the fuck out of nowhere. It's really cool. You have to give us- That's like a yes and no. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, oh, so there have been- that statement for me. There have been tribal influences throughout the record, but this is like a full-on, like, commitment to the the idea. I give this one a strong six. You got to give it a little bit of- uh, about you know you gotta give it some patience, but I really think when it gets going, I'm, I really really enjoyed this. I just know that I was just sitting here going, well now, it's just the sounds of Brazil that I'm just listening to. Six out of ten. It was cool though. It was cool. But now ambush. Alright, tell me about it. I gave this one a high five because I don't know if you'll feel this way. I thought this record, what this song was more of the same. The album was running long. Again, oh, 16 fuck. songs. 16 songs. An hour and 16 minutes. And we came off a really unique instrumental. And, and it's funny because this one song, this is another song where I'm like, man, I've heard so many new metal bands write this exact same song. But yeah, it's a shame too because it has a really cool bridge. But I just get, yeah, I gave it the high five. For me, I just wrote down, this was there. but And I was like, this is there. But when I thought the song ended, it didn't end. Yeah. So it pissed me off even more. The song of War. I gave it a five out of ten. I'm honestly ready for this album to be over by now. Yeah. Oh, if you were ready for it to be over before. Well, next one, Endangered Species. <laughs> I wrote here in my notes. I'm like, man, it's been a while since we had a record this long on the show, isn't it? Uh, this felt like uh, my only notes are. Oh, we've done long records. They just intend to be less songs, but longer songs. Like I think technically, there's Metallica records longer than this. Yes, but um, 16 minutes is brutal. This is a. Uh, this felt like a Pantera song, and I gave it a five. Album's kind of losing me. Like you're saying, I'm sure on its own. The song is maybe a six, but it's the 14th consecutive song. I can only handle so much. Heavy breakdown at the end, though. I just wrote down, I was like, bro, I'm dying over here. This album's too long. 
Like, the song standalone is honestly fine. I'll give it a high five out of ten, but I'm dying over here. I'm dying over here. Alright, next song. Dictatorship. Shit. See, instead of dictatorship. See, instead of dictatorship, it's dictatorship. Yeah, instead of dictatorship. Yeah, you get it. It's guys? dictatorship. They're making a statement. So this is a minute and twenty-four second ditty that they just I wrote here, they just decided to have a hardcore punk song close the record. And close the record. Well, close the record. Um, I liked it. I liked how it was it was really chaotic and noisy and I vibed. I gave it a six. Eyes were done. Dictator shit. We got some hardcore punk. Oh my god. It was pretty mid. Five out of ten. Just say. Was this the one song you took seriously reviewing? Hey, I took a lot of these songs <laughs> hard to review. I, there were songs I gave hard review. I was giving reviews, but then in turn, sometimes the songs are not there. I'm just gonna crack a comment. Spare me. Okay, okay, okay. okay, okay. okay. I listen to some hardcore punk, and these are some pretty mid riffs. I right. mean, it's about as stock hardcore as you can get. Like, this is like stock. To be honest, I always and thought this is And this is honestly pretty dated for the time period. Yeah, for this the is, time period. Yeah, this is pretty dated for 1996. Yeah. Not good this, this was probably a song that was out in like, what, 89, 91? Sure. But yeah, no, I always thought there was some overlap with with hardcore and new metal, but anyway. And groove, yes. So the next track, the last track, because this was actually a secret track. Uh, this is called. It was? This was a secret track. Why was it? The, then why did Spotify make it a, a standalone track? I don't. They always do that with secret tracks. So this song's called Canyon Jam. Hey. It had a name. Yeah, Canyon Jam. Yeah. You all know it's a great Yo, idea. Can you jam this Canyon Jam? You all know it's a great idea. Gotta be on this Canyon Jam. It's like... Jamming in the Canyon. You take your album that has, at that point, 15 songs on it, and it's already an hour, and then you know what you do. You have this song, a 13-minute epic, to close it. That's what you should do with your records. I think it's trying to communicate something because it hasn't started yet because you want me to 13 minutes forward? if you want to. But they have this indigenous music playing and every once in a while there's gunshots. I'm sure that's meant to mean something. Then midway through it gets a little hectic and louder Then over the next like, you know, six or seven minutes. It just builds and builds and builds and then it just ends. And in fact, when it ends after a minute, after not literally a minute, but after a few seconds, you can hear them like laughing in the studio, talking in Spanish and stuff. I'm like, okay, thanks guys. Yeah, five out of ten. It's pro I wrote here five out of ten because you know it's better than Slipknot's Iowa tr uh, hidden track. All right, I'm just gonna say right now. I wrote here's what I wrote down. Here's my insight. Okay. Be prepared. Are you ready? Yeah, sure. Thirteen minutes. Fuck you. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I didn't rate it. I don't know. I told. I don't think I can rate it. Is it even a song? Okay, yes, it is a song because yeah. there's music. Yes, yeah, so like, it's a construction of pieces of noise and rhythm or whatever. Yeah. I don't want to rate it. I don't care. All right, it's just a fucking ending, fucking jam. It's honestly like it fits the album, but like it's like why don't why not cut like three or four songs on here and like if you want the song so bad cut three or four songs and then just have this close the record or yeah, whatever. maybe cut four songs all right like maybe have me like maybe have uh the instrument the, the two instrumentals bleed into this one and that's how you close your record 
Sorry, the album was long. Honestly, right now, I'm pseudo like, you know, this be kind of just a chill vibe. Just you got homies, just bullshit, and you got the fools going. And you're like, all right, yo, dude, they fucking vibing hard over there. Yeah. But I don't feel like rating this song. It was long. This was a long record. Yeah. Especially with this 30 minute song. Ah! So, after, um,. After tallying up my score, out of a score Tally of your score. 160, the song got, which I think this is a good ratio, uh, it got a 98. Of 160? Of 160, yeah. Actually, no, because half would be 180. But as good as six. So. Hey, 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 you know what? How would you just rate the record overall? Then? So, like, if I, so, like, Hey, you're so, the, so hey, the record is Resi a hey, Dribble D radio show resident new metal expert Edward Munoz over here. Okay, so I'm new metal expert. She's retro. She's Mrs. Retro. He's Mr. Hot or not. And that's good friend Dylan. So which so 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 what's yours? Are you just good host? I'm just you, 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 uh, Mr. Ones and Twos. Wouldn't it be hilarious if I'm just James? Yeah, just James. No gimmicks. We all have aliases. Everyone's but, got aliases except your boy. But anyway, yeah, no. So honestly, record's good, and in some ways, I think it's aged pretty well. Because here's the thing: I've only ever really heard Roots off this record. To be honest, I guess I'm a Sepultura uh, poser or a new metal poser. So, but this was my first time listening to it, and yeah, if you're if you're looking at it as a new, well, it is a new metal record. But if you're looking at it as a new metal record, I think it's it has moments where it's good and very good. I mean, let's be honest. I hate saying this. It kind of peaks at song one in a lot of ways. <laughs> but there hey, is good music hey, hey, here. Hey, 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 hey. In the great words of Wisconsin friend John. John. That is like the heaviest song I've ever listened to. Yeah, he was not Seether Kid. I hey, can say that. Hey, do you like... Do you like Seether? Mm, no, no, it's mm. like, do you like heavy stuff? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What, I was like, oh, yeah, oh really? And I'm like, yeah, you know, oh, I like things really? like, I like things like, you know, Napalm Death, High on Fire. So you know, here, I'll play you. I'll sure, play sure, you. Sure, 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 uh, sure. Here, you be the Seether kid. <laughs> okay, how so, did this happen? So we were talking about music, right? And he and like, I. How I, are we kind of bullshitting about music? So we, we were just talking about music and I just mentioned, yeah, you know, yeah, I'm, no, a big, I'm, I'm, I'm a big metal here. guy. Yeah, you know what? I listen to like a lot of classic stuff. My dad showed me, obviously, earlier today, in my early age. Total Beatles. I'm total Beatle boy, but that's just my dad. But honestly, it's grew up as a has gone in my more in my adolescence. Just right here, I be, kind of became like I could say I'm a metal guy. I listen to some heavy metal and some time and time again. That's not my only thing, but I listen a good amount. Just saying. Oh really? Yeah, you like metal, huh? Do you like? Do you yeah, like? Yeah, yeah, little homie. <laughs> I don't think you said that. Do you, do you like? Heavy Is he a little homie, or was he a big homie? Well, he was younger than me, but he was he was tall. Uh, he's a little homie. Yeah, um, but yeah, he, like, all right, young homie, young homie. Well, oh yeah, that's right. You listen to some stuff. Yeah, it's like oh, you like uh, you, you, uh, do you like heavy stuff? Fuck yeah, bro, dude. I listen to stuff, like I don't know what kind of heavy. What are you talking about? Like I'm here. I listen some Mortician. Wait, I'm you. I listen. Some I like Mortician. <laughs> I listen some Dream Theater, some Static X. Did he like say suicidal tendencies? Napalm Death. Do you like Seether? And I remember I was just like, mm. yes. Yes, I like Seether. And now we're on a different song. And that was it. 
Anyway, Roots is a good record. I'm glad I it's listened cool. to it. I think there's I I think it ages pretty well. If anything, I think the hardcore punk song at the end was the most dated uh, thing on the record. Yeah. But yeah, I I think um now I think it was too goddamn long. I'm not even talking about the 13 minute song. I just think like a lot of the songs were more of the same, but like it wasn't as bad as it could have been. Like everything was more of the same, but it wasn't like super samey, you know. Uh, I'm I, you know I'm probably only a few songs I would re-listen to realistically, but uh, it's good. I think if you want, if you give a shit about music history and you're like, oh, I want to trace uh, trace some of those new metal roots, as it were. You know, if, if you if you threw on if you threw on Corn's debut album and you throw on Roots back to back, you've done it. You've heard you've the you've heard the peak of the genre until Static X shows up. But Dog. you've heard the peak of the genre. No offense to the homies at Limp Biscuit with your questionable uh, "Behind Blue Eyes" cover, but yeah, that's pretty. That's pleasure. my thoughts. Uh, for me personally, listen to this record. It is a timepiece. Obviously, I prefer just more like third album Sepultura when they went all when they went to when more sound studios went to them to actually have them track a cleaner record or so. Pretty wrist soupy, but man, those chug wrists go hard for days and. I've tried to listen to this album before, and I usually just quit like four songs in for the most part. <laughs> but hey, this time a quarter through. Hey, but with this podcast, made me challenge myself, and I can sit there. It's like I most likely won't come back to this album, but every now and then, I might just have the itch where off their own, off their own roots. Yeah, roots, bloody roots. Because uh, low key, high key song. It's a banger. It's a banger. All right, we're going to take a break, and we're going to hop into the main event. Yeah. All right, listeners, we're now back, and it's now time for the... uh, Excuse me. Main event! All right. What happened last time on VH1 Super Group? After touching down in Vegas, the band got off to a rocky start and rehearsed back. That was like... We haven't got time to explore a thousand ideas from each person. Problems escalated when drummer Jason had to leave for another gig. You had to leave for another gig? Oh, To shake things up, Doc brought in a beatboxing replacement. That was like for five minutes, listeners. Calm down. That went nowhere. Sending the band into a tizzy. Shut the door, it sucks. Despite the tantrums, the band finally agreed on a name. What are we? Fist. Oh Fist. My god. Fist. With their new name came their <laughs> okay, first Doc right there. Song. Oh my god. Soon, Baz's obsession with his masterpiece clashed with Evan's need for a night on the town. What the fuck? I thought we wanted to hang, Baz. Sebastian. Leaving Jason we are, we're out here with chicks. Home to. Are we recording an album? Are we recording a song? Has the band left? Am I the only surviving member? Oh, Jason's so cheeky. And that was last time on Super Group. You all see what we have to deal with watching this fucking show? Yeah, a lot. So after the recap, what do we, what happened? We open up to day five out of 12, episode three. And to recap the recap, they just got their band name. No new song. Their drummer was gone for two out of these 12 days. Awesome. So the first non-recap line of dialogue is from Ted Nugent Sam. I'm a born leader and we need to start being productive. I hate this show. Yep. You, yep. I 
maybe. I don't know what the fuck they've been doing the last couple of days. Well, they made a song. And you never hate. So everyone's waking up and Doc comes in. Sebastian plays him the demo. And Doc doesn't say this, but he basically say, says. Oh, he says it. He says this is trash. It's just like, yeah, this is a. Uh, this is pretty, this is I wanted pretty something dead. different than what everyone would expect. This would be a great track if it was 1982. And I'm like, Doc, Doc, Doc. Do you see this crew that you have? Do you see who you're working with? You suspect these people to make us. What song do you suspect them to make? This is what they were going to get. Even, yeah, Ted Nugent said truth is like, we don't have time to sit around and explore a million ideas. What else are you going to get? What else are you going to get with Sebastian Bach singing? All right. Come on. That's not Three Days Grace right there. That's <laughs> Sebastian fucking Bach from Skid Row that he got kicked out of. Let's be honest. And then Sebastian doesn't respond well to the criticism. He says, I don't think Doc will ever see me. Okay, get this. I don't think Doc will ever see me as anything other than the singer of Skid Row. No offense, Sebastian. Uh, but a lot of people think that. Or a lot of people see you as that. Yeah. So Evan of all people, like yeah, what's the yo know, yeah, Sebastian Ball? What band have you actually done that isn't Skid Row? I was in Skid Row and I was in Sebastian Bach. Yeah, and he's just sitting there, he's like, yeah, Doc will never see me other than the singer of Skid Row. What? Where the fuck else is he I trying to see? I think he meant you? that supposedly in the sense of he'll only see me as the singer of Skid Row. He'll never see me as a singer on my own merits. But he didn't say that. He just said he'll only see me as the singer for Skid Row. And it's like, but Sebastian, you were the singer of Skid Row. And you're not. And you keep doing the same fucking trick. He sings. I, I remember. I'll remember you like every episode, I think. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. he hums it. So Evan, of all people, starts talking to Doc about what happened. They're trying to tell us that oh, Evan kind of lo- looks after Sebastian like a big, like a hey, like hey, a big brother. Hey, I look after Sebastian like a big brother. I remember he was broke in '98, and I had him suck my dick for five million dollars. Well, the first half happened. Yes. So he starts talking to Doc about what happened between him and Sebastian because he tells Doc, as far as he knows, as far as he heard, Sebastian was fucked over because he says something like, I remember I met him for the first time in, I think it was like 90 something. Yeah, 98. And he sucked his dick for five million bucks. I met him in. I met him in 98 and he sold five million records, but he was but he was broke. And Doc says, so. I said this when we reviewed the Skid Row records, but John Bon Jovi put together Skid Row to take on tour with them. He financed them and everything. Yeah. And all Doc says is, because he's being very vague about it. It's, I mean, he says he put Sebastian in. Doc selected Sebastian. He gave him the money to buy his house. And what I gathered was Sebastian was young and probably pissed away a lot of money and pissed off a lot of people and Doc in the process, which I can prove because immediately after this, YouTube decided to recommend me a 12-minute compilation video of Sebastian Bach being chaotic. He is not changed in how old is in 50 years. Yep. He's been the exact same person from the jump. <laughs> so then we cut to the PRPs, which I think their names are like Jay and Vanessa or something. Well, Jay and Vanessa are here, and what are they trying to make him do? Was this the graphic designers? Uh, yeah, they're trying. No, yeah, the girl goes to get Sebastian because they're going to do some graphic Sebastian, design stuff. Hey, can you come down? You ready? 
And he's like, I gotta take a shower and do some push-ups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fucking right. Because, like, literally, they've come in the house. And Scotty is like, oh, yeah, I think uh, Sebastian's up there trying to take a shower. Oh, we'll get him out of the shower. And I was like, hey, Sebastian, you out of the shower? He's like, what? Hey, can we have you come out? No, I haven't even showered. I haven't done push-ups. I haven't done crunches. I'm a singer. I gotta do this. I gotta get in shape. God bless you. Oh, huh, huh. Can you believe this fucking guy? And they're just like, okay, we'll walk away, do your thing. So what happened next? So he's like, okay, I'll jump in the shower and be right down. They walk downstairs, he looks at the camera and goes, all right, come watch me do these fucking push-ups. Hey, I'm going to do some push-ups. Yeah, we watched him do like some push-ups with crunchers and then he takes a shower. This is a quote. I don't think people realize how how athletic rock and roll is. This is what is, this is the real. All right. that, James? Good friend what, Dylan's an you, athlete. Yeah, you gotta keep in shape. Good friend Dylan is a prized athlete. Hey, you, I, I told you that he got tired like trying to track guitars, and you're like, he got what? He's a well-raised thoroughbred. He's like, he got tired? I may or may not have exclaimed that because you were like, he did two songs and got tired. And I may or may not have yelled at close to the top of my lungs, he got tired in a high-pitched voice. Yes. Yes. So Sebastian, no, he has to do some sick crunches. He has to do some push-ups. He's got to get in shape. So they introduced the band to these graphic artists to come up with a letter, like letter font logo idea for their band name. Fist. They're throwing out all these ideas, and Jay is like, someone needs to tell these guys that their ideas suck. They want a coffee cup with cross guitars. They're just trying to throw out idea. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to you guys like, hey, can you get give us ideas? And they all just start talking over each other. It's like we got no ideas, mm-hmm. so we'll just come up with some stuff. Because like Evan Seinfeld isn't For the fist. Because like Evan Seinfeld isn't like the main guy in Biohazard, but like he is like it, 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 it's like a combo thing between him and Billy Bio. Then you got Scotty, and who's like the main songwriter for his band Anthrax. Jason for for Anthrax. Yeah. Uh, then you got Jason Bond, who yeah he's just chilling there. But then you got Sebastian Bach and Ted Nugent, the two biggest egos goes on the show no one lets anyone fucking talk it's yeah. it's a madhouse mm-hmm. so they tell the so then they get told that a dude named ross halfin is on their way and he's gonna take some pictures for them and they all know oh wow ross halfin no way and well I'm scott like, is like wow ross halfin and then you just have like freaking sebastian bach going oh ross halfin i hate him he's a ball buster he's a ball buster oh i wonder why Look at the type of people he has to deal with. I'm just saying, like... So I looked him up, by the way, and yeah, he's taking pictures for Metallica, Kiss, The Who, Led Zeppelin, and a bunch of others. Actually, all those names I've mentioned have been on our prestigious radio show. Yeah, in some form or another. So he's coming over from England, too. They're flying him out. And Sebastian is like, I gotta go running. I have to go run. All right, I gotta get in shape. It's like, wait... I can't take a picture when I'm out of shape. I was like, what? How is a 40-minute run going to change things? It just is. He's got to get in shape. He's just got to get in shape. He's and then Van- shape. Vanessa and like Jay are like, no, we have him coming for the pictures. He has a quote. We're I going think- in, it's like we're falling behind on schedule. No, I have to run. This is my job. I am a professional. He- I know what I'm doing. And I myself have to go for a nice little jog around the he block says, for 40 I, minutes. I think it's here, but he says something like, every runner knows that if you miss a day of running, then you've essentially lost like two days of training. Is that true? Well, I would like to think most runners still have a day that they take a rest. You know what's interesting about exercising and stuff? You know what they always promote? Get proper rest, Sebastian. 
But no, anyway, not when it's rocking rock. Also, as he's throwing this fit, Jason is making fun of Sebastian where he can't see him. He's like, you know, he's like, he's like, oh, look at this baby. So the PR people are like, hey, man, they, they corner Sebastian up in his room. They're like, Vanessa and Jay, they're like, hey, man, what's the problem? We really need you. And he's totally throwing a tantrum. Yeah, he's, he's like, I know him. what I'm doing. I know how to do this. I know what I'm doing. I know how to do this. And Larry's like, can you please not yell at us? We brought this guy in. We need to follow a schedule. And you're acting unprofessional. Get the fuck out of my room. And just, yo, listen, stop yelling. Get the fuck out. I know what I'm doing. I'm going to go for a run. All right. Oh, no. Oh, I'm going to hold up a little bit of time. But then the best part of this episode happened right here because oh. he's yelling and screaming at them. He says, get the fuck out of my room. Go back and manage the Backstreet Boys. The PR J guy, Jay, goes, they're still selling records. In this time, eight, in this period of time. I laughed. I la I re I was short on time. I didn't care. I rewound that scene like three times. That was so great. Because if there's one thing I've noticed that these metal guys get really, you know, uh, antsy over is when people insult their record sales. Why else would they state it all? Why else would Sebastian Bach and Brett Michaels state, oh, yeah, I'm oh. Sebastian Bach, Brett Michaels, 20 million records sold. Oh, God, yeah. And he's like sitting there, he's like, why don't you manage Joey Fatone? Hey, at least they are selling records at, like today. Yeah. Unlike you. And I'm just like, ooh, ooh, go on your run, bitch. So he goes for his run. The other guys meet the styling team. These two dudes named Heatherette. Heatherette. They're there to give him a modern look. And I'll just say they Wait. hate every suggestion. Yeah, you just sit there. It's like, mm, honey, you're going to look good in this. And it's like, no. I Evan, have a style. Evan, Evan says, and they show us the styling team, and it's just two gay guys. But then out of all people, Ted Nugent is the one he's like, hey, man, I used to hang with Andy Warhol and Truman Capote. I've seen it all. I've seen it all. Two, you you know, two prolific like gay gay men of their craft. I'm like, huh. huh. Well, that's a, that's a combo I wouldn't have ever assumed. Can you, Ted well, Nugent once, with Andy Warhol. <sighs> Maybe there was a time period. <laughs> Either way, Ted was like, you know what? I'll, I will entertain the idea of these stylists here dicking around, trying to play dress up with us. Yeah. And you just have Scotty and just, no, I'm not wearing that. No, I'm in anthrax. No, I'm not going to wear that. No, I, I got to wear my cargo jorts. I got to wear my cargo jorts. How else am I supposed to go stomp around when I play my choppa choppa mosh riffs? How else am I supposed to show off my sick ink? My sick ink? No, don't put that sparkly cape on me. All right. Hey, at least he was polite about it. Ish. Yeah. So Sebastian comes back and he is uh, he he's not even patting himself on the back. He's basically sucking his own dick because I I'm I'm glad I stood my ground about running. I stood up for my craft. I stood up for my craft. So now he's getting ready. He's trying on clothes. He comes out in this like open chest like black jumpsuit. Scott Ian has a line where he says, "Yes, uh, Sebastian in that jumpsuit makes the village people look straight." A lot of gay jokes. Yeah. Even, oh, how those have not aged well. He even, Evan says it's bad enough he's Sebastian Bach, but he can't be dressing like he's in poison. Yeah. That was a good one. Okay. Well, Sebastian Bach's not wearing bedazzled bootcut jeans, fucking cut off shirts, and, and fucking, hair extensions. Yeah. Sebastian hair is real, goddammit. Are you sure about that? Are we sure about that? Mm. 
Let's not uh, let's not look that up. I have a feeling the answer might not be. Watch, in our he favor. spent more money on his hair than Jake. Yeah. So uh, so then they go to the photo shoot, and for some reason, when they're outside at this photo shoot, there is the pissiest of piss colored filters on every shot. I Dude, hate it. I, I hate it. Every time they stepped outside, they had to use the piss filter. It reminded I, me we watched Transporter Three, and they used that because yeah. they used that because it was like because it was a what was it a Lionsgate movie? Yeah. And they did that all the time. Yeah. Like the Saw movies and yeah. shit. Yeah. I hated it. Yeah, well, at this time, Lionsgate movies were popular. Yeah. So, blame Lionsgate. So... For VH1 going, oh, if Lionsgate doing it, then we got to do it. This is cutting-edge television here. Cutting-edge. Let's, let's have this piss yellow filter, and now let's get these fucking, like, senile fine, rock stars <laughs> to take pictures in front of, like, some dumpster. Which is funny, because I'm trying to think. In 2005, isn't the most cutting-edge thing on TV lost? They didn't use any piss filters. I don't fucking know. So they do the photo shoot. This is where Sebastian mentions that uh, uh, what's his name, Rick or whatever, is a is a ball buster. Yeah. And for some, and um, Sebastian starts trying to police the photo shoot. Ross shuts that down right quick. He's like, "Oi, I don't tell you how to fucking sing." Hey, I don't tell you to fucking sing. So how about you sit there and listen to me while I take the fucking pictures? And then you just have like Bass going, "See, I don't like that." <laughs> Right, you know, a photographer is supposed to like make you feel good. Yeah, if I was to having someone take, but I would try to make them feel good. I wouldn't want to make them like hurt their feelings. I was like, and then you just have the PR people was like, oh my god, (laughs) thank the Lord, someone's bullying Sebastian. Yeah, oh, they were so loving it. I was like, thank God. This is so it's like awesome. this Ross dude's had to put up with this. I mean, you heard the bands I mentioned earlier. Yeah. And those are, aren't even maybe the, those aren't even the most yeah, prima I'm donna he's cu- dealt with. I'm, I'm curious to see if he dealt with a prima donna Lars. Oh. Huh? What? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, so, um, oh. so yeah, takes pictures. Oh yeah. So, and then there was a part where Sebastian, he's trying to pose, right? You know, he's got his chest up. He's trying to look all hot. Yeah. He's and, trying and, to yeah, expose his chest and he had the <laughs> photographer. Yeah. He says, he says, uh, he tells Sebastian, he says, he says, don't do that. You don't, you don't have the body for it. And Sebastian's like, what? And then Ross says, you, Sebastian, you're not, you're not what you were. You're not 18. You're 30. Button that up, boy. <laughs> that was so, like, he said it, he tried to say it as nice as possible, but you could see it on Sebastian's face. Ross telling him he's not hot really hurt him. <laughs> Maybe that shut him up for the rest of the photo shoot. Yeah, because then he gets in a shouting match with Ted because someone made a joke like, hey, what if we flip off our middle fingers or whatever? And he's like, you know, yes, that's very American. And Ted's like, hey, fuck you, limey. Because, you know, he's British. Yeah. Jay loves... Um, and JJ, this is where Jay comments how he loves seeing these guys get given shit. And then I wrote here, meanwhile, poor Jason, as usual, he's just in the back, head down, glasses on. He's just like, this has this look on his face like, I really wish this was over with. What a gig. So now they're back home. Evan's talking to Sebastian like, hey, man, hey. Hey. You should, <clears throat> hey, you should hey. talk, you should talk to Doc. Hey, you need to talk to Doc. Because Doc said, you know, said this and that. Two highlights here. Sorry, one. Um, Sebastian says, yeah, you know, we opened up for Van Halen. Eddie, and Eddie comes up to me. He walks up to me. I'm like, oh, hey, man, nice to meet you. And Eddie says, hey, man, how'd it feel to fuck up that deal with Bon Jovi? <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, 
What happened? I was like sitting there like, wait, what the fuck happened? I didn't look into it and they didn't elaborate. I just know that Bon Jovi got Skid Row, created Skid Row to, I I don't, I guess they were created to be their official touring band or whatever, but it was like a Bon Jovi like pet project, but he gave them controlling, free, controlling freedom. And then something happened that Sebastian Bach fucked up and then he got fired. I don't know exactly what happened, but something happened. Something happened. I didn't care enough we to research it. We don't know, but they keep bringing it up that Sebastian fucked up. And then in return, he has to yell at us that he has to do crunches and do his run. I'm standing up for my craft. I'm standing up for my craft. You all can't see me, but every time I see person Sebastian Bach, because he makes such exaggerated facial expressions, but he says and does everything. He does everything <laughs> exaggerated. All right, moving on. So band practice. Ted's talking about... Oh, are you good? He's talking about how the sacred song, Stranglehold, the producer at the time told him, yeah, with some editing... That could be a really good song. And he's like, you're going to edit the miraculous notes I played. But you kind of just went on and on. And then he's just like, and then he's just like, fuck, you, you got, I know you all do, but you got to stand up for what you're believing. And fucking Scotty and man, I can't, I can't believe I'm playing. I'm sitting here playing with Ted Nugent. Oh man, this is crazy. You know, sitting here, it's like, it's a grease playing stranglehold. It's all, I'm like, shut the fuck up, Scott. Scotty and you need to chill, bruv. They play Cat Scratch Fever. Ted says, Ted says, Sebastian, this is a, this is a, it's paraphrased, but it's a direct quote. Ted says, you know, Sebastian's enthusiasm and lust for life manifests as an Achilles heel. It becomes such a firestorm of excitement that it messes up the vocals. He destroyed the songs he said he loved. And I'm like, wow, that was almost profound. It would have been <laughs> if it wasn't coming from a place of fucking insecure ego. Oh, my God. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm sure it's hilarious hearing Sebastian Bach going, <laughs> I love that Sebastian Bach Ted just like I hate you. I love that Sebastian up my vocals. I love that Sebastian a American voice. The Buffalo. <laughs> the Buffalo? Yeah. I love that Sebastian Bach is too much for Ted Nugent. <laughs> There's a short little scene where we see Sebastian drinking wine. He's like swishing it around. He's like, mm, citrusy. It's mm, like opening up my pores. Like, mm, like wow. wow. He has Scotty. Where he's like, <gasps> it's it's like, like orange juice. Scott, 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 you need to try this. This wine's so good. You just have Scott pick it up. But it's like, this is two buck Chuck. This it's is like, what? This is literally $5 at Trader Joe's. But it's so good. You got to try it. I'm like, I've heard two buck Chuck isn't half bad. Yeah. I wouldn't drink it, but I'm yeah. just saying it. There's a reason why it's sold a lot at Trader Joe's. Yeah. So he's uh, like, yeah, it's Charles Shaw. So he, Chuck. So here comes the talk with Sebastian and Doc, and I can say right now, I was you expecting call this more. a talk? Yeah, I was saying I was expecting more. There like, wasn't. It was just like you had a drunken Sebastian. He's like, drunk on cheap wine. <laughs> doc, Doc. <laughs> Doc, Doc, Doc. I'm sorry, because you almost knocked over your can. Doc, let's start with, I, I need to talk to you. Can, can we like just step over here, man? Man, we need to squash the beef. I don't even know if Doc said anything. Did you actually get any dialogue from this? I'm going to write down exactly what happened. Sebastian's like, man, I love you, and I want to move past this. And Doc, he says a couple of nondescript things to Sebastian, but in the talking head, he's like, yeah, I mean, we've always had a good relationship. I don't know where any of this came from. 
<laughs> so awkward. It's awkward, and I honestly don't trust Doc. He does seem like a skis bag. He's a fucking record record company executive manager guy. Of course he's sketch. Yeah, dude. It's Look little, at him. Look at that bald head. Yeah, it's like he sit there with like pseudo conflict. Look at those like, fake teeth. Oh god, yeah. I was just sitting there, but like Baz isn't helping things either. He no. literally says he tries to squash the beef, but he just drunkly rambles. And it's yeah. like Doc just sat there and just goes, nods his head. I'm like, okay, cool, Baz, cool. I don't know if this is stretching, but I think Sebastian Bach might be his own worst enemy. Might be. Next day, day six out of 12. Evan now has to fly to New York for some damn reason. He has to play a show with Biohazard. Oh, they didn't say that. They just said he had to go. They did say that. Oh, they did? It's very faint. Okay. And Sebastian and Ted are in the kitchen. Ted, Ted Nugent is trying to have a serious discussion. Like, hey, man, we need to talk about the name because I don't really like it. And Sebastian Bach, excuse me, who came up with the name, very enthusiastic. Like, yeah, dude, honestly, you know what? Honestly, honestly, dude, I hate that name. Like, the more I think about it, I actually really, I don't like that name. And, and I, yeah, the name's just bad. I'm like, it was your idea. Yep. <laughs> Your enthusiastic idea. It's like it's five fingers coming together. It's a fist. One in the kiss fist. Yeah, in no, a kiss fought. Honestly, I don't like that. Yeah, I, no. think it's, I think we could do way better. Yeah, I think it's we could like do you, better. motherfucker. It's like, Baz, you're the worst. Honestly, he's the worst of this whole episode. Yeah, he was so good the last two episodes. Minus some okay. things. He was but very now close just, to unlikable. But now, six days into the house, and it's just like, God. Can you calm down? Listen, he's not Jeff Tate, but he seems like he could be pretty unbearable, is what I'm saying here. I couldn't handle I couldn't handle it. So later on, Sebastian's at the pool, and okay, this is the worst. Because Sebastian's at the pool and Veronica is like, Hey, I got a friend coming over from a news outlet, big news outlet, big fan ears. She wants to interview you, and there's gonna be pictures. I'm going running. Okay, Sebastian. What does actually running do? It is not gonna make you look tight. I don't know. I don't. I don't get. It. I was hoping you actually might get it. No, Baz is still. You I, exercise. Yeah, I'm, I can tell you this. Baz is just delusional. Really? No, fucking really. So good, either way, so, so Veronica is going to bring a good friend of hers who's a fan of She is stressing to him, this is really important to me. I need you to please make this happen. So he's like, okay, yeah, I'll do the interview can right you, now. Yeah, can you please be on your best behavior? Yeah, he's like, yeah, I'll do the interview right now. She's like, okay, I'll go bring her. He leaves. He just leaves. He goes upstairs. Veronica just goes like, yeah, hey, where does Sebastian go? He's trying to... He's Sebastian! Trying to, yeah, he, and keep on, Sebastian. she has she has the lady with her now, and they go up to his room to check on him, and he's like, hey, Sebastian, the, get the fuck out of here! Get the fuck out of here! I'm like, what the fuck was he doing? I think he was just changing... Well, because he starts changing, he's like, yeah, I'll be down in a bit, and then he's like, trying to find the bathroom, and then I think he makes himself a sandwich? Yeah. I don't know. I just wrote here. I'm like, ma'am, if she was a big, if she was a fan before, there is no way she was after this. Well, I think in the interview, I think she tried to rail on him. Yeah. So the interview, she asked something. I, yeah, I, I didn't get it. Sebastian does himself no favors. Yeah, because I forget. I forget what. Oh, if I were her, I would. Just oh, start. I remember now. She basically asked him, "Hey, so how's it feel to be in this project where you know trying to say as best way I can possibly? Uh, everyone's kind of had their moment." Yeah. And he They've just had could not heyday. process that. He's ranting. What are you talking about? I had an album that debuted on like the top 20 the other day. 
yeah, we find out what that was, by the way. It was a compilation. Yeah, a compilation. Of power ballads. Hey, debuted on the 20. Uh, he, sang, he sang a song. I remember. That probably wasn't even the best song on that disc. Dude, what a fucking loser. <laughs> I don't think he's going in the Hall of Awesome after all. Mm. But yeah, he's just ranting. You were, you were going to try to. <laughs> he was really good the first two episodes. There's still a chance. There's there's four more left. Well, if we can find that fifth episode. Yeah. I did right here, though. I'm starting to see why people don't like this guy. So a band practice now. Uh-oh. Well, fuck. I thought you had more of the interview. Well, she asked. Uh, she just asked something. You just had Baz sitting there. It's like, what are you talking about? This is me. This is really the real me. All right. I don't just wake up in the morning and go like, who am I going to be today? And she's like, oh, so this is the real Sebastian right now. Yeah. And she's like, like, I don't know what that means. My publicist always tries to get me Ray before an interview. And it's like, well, first off, I'm like, I wonder why. But he's like, but I don't wake up going like, okay, which Sebastian am I going to be? I'm just, Sebastian you know, I don't. Yeah, you know, we're not over the hill. You know, I had a record. Like, literally, he's just rambling and raving. Yeah, dude, I had a top 20 just debut just the other week. Just my, right head's now. Get, my head's getting light just impersonating him. I'm sweating as I impersonate okay, Sebastian we need, Bach. We need to calm down. We got. We still have a sh- We still have to, like, hammer onto the show. I don't know if we're in sight of the end of the show. Uh, well, well I've only, at band practice. I've only got four pages of notes left. Cool. So at band practice, Jason starts to feel numbness in, I thought it was like just the back of his hand, but I think it was more his thumb. So, and Sebastian is trying to like coach Ted and Scott, how to like, they should come out on stage and like with the big rock opening. Yeah. They're going to like, we're going to have like this backing track and it's just be like, doosh, doosh, doosh. And he's like, ah, and it's like going to like what free for all or yeah, whatever. I think so. Yeah, and Doing then all the time over free for all. And then I wrote here he, he's on so much hyperactive shit that Ted, who's his own ball of chaos and energy, he's literally he he looks like our friend Thomas. He's sitting in the back, legs crossed, quietly drinking a cup of coffee. It's the most docile he's looked in maybe his whole life. It's hilarious. I like it that like free you just have Ted's like I'm supposed to be the wild, crazy, energetic one. Why is Baz doing this? I am offended. Yeah, yeah. Sebastian was too much for Ted Nugent. And then you just have like Scotty and goes like, dude, like Baz turns into like the Incredible Hulk when he gets excited on like simple things like intro to a show. I was getting tired watching him because he just had so much fucking energy. I'm getting tired talking about him. And I felt bad for Jason because he comes back and he's trying to tell him, uh, so Jens, I need to go hospital. And, to go as to the hospital. He's, and as he's talking, Scott Ian bounces out because he's going to go pick up his wife who's coming to visit. Yeah, I'm going to go pick up my wife. And Sebastian is yelling at Ted Nugent throughout the, through the mic. And then when he finally gets a word in edgewise about his hand, what does Sebastian do? He makes a jack off joke. Thank you, Sebastian. <laughs> So Scott goes to pick up his wife. And as a fair man, as much as Scott has been an absolute geek on this show, it was really adorable seeing him dote lovingly over his wife. Of course, he's sure to mention the fact that, yeah, she's Meatloaf's daughter. You yeah, know? She's, she's a daughter. When I'm out on the road, she gets it. You know, she knows where I am or she's been here. She probably knows what Denny's I'm at. Yeah, she knows what Denny's I'm eating at. She knows my order. I'm getting the moons over my hammy with extra cheese. That's a good... Oh, fuck, I could go for some. Oh, um, I thought you already ate before a show. Yeah, but like, bro, have you ever had their breakfast at like really late at night? Yeah. It's it different. Yeah, it blows out my insides the next morning. It's wholesome. Also, she's taller than him, yes. which is funny and cute. Well, Scott's short. 
First thing she says when she gets Plus to the house. Plus, Meatloaf was a big dude. Yes. First thing she says when she gets to the house is, huh, this looks horrible. Yep. As like, you just have Scotty and going, it's like, yeah, it's like Liberace, just like, like it looks like Liberace dropping a shit. And then Scott says, yeah, Pearl. Her, yeah, her name's Pearl. Um, He says, yeah, Pearl's known Ted since she was a little girl. That didn't age well. Mm-hmm. Because I'm sure you've heard about some of the stuff with Ted Nugent and... Uh, what, grooming? No, I haven't Not heard- grooming, but just... There's literally a subsection on his Wikipedia page called Relationships with Underage Girls. No. So, Sebastian... <laughs> am I shocked? Not no. really. It's like, did you listen to Cat Scratch Fever? Mm-hmm. So, Sebastian is like... Does he have a song called Jail Bait? No, that's Skid Row. Anyway, Sebastian's like, hey, yo, Pearl, how's it going? How's your dad? How's your dad? He's like, I wish my woman was here. Oh, I'm so jealous. Where's my woman? And I was like, Jesus. I'm horny. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Sebastian's married. <laughs> he found a woman that could handle that. It had to have been a fan. He had to have married a Skid Row fan. That's the only thing I could come up with. No offense to Mrs. Bach out there. Sorry to Mrs. Bach if that's a real name. (laughs) We cut to Jason in hospital and he needs x-rays. And then we cut to the house. Yeah, great pacing, everybody. Yeah, I know. Great pacing. We're just like, Jason just sitting there and is like, so uh, how do you think your hand was like? I'm the drummer for Fauna. Is a band. And you just have the doctor goes like, cool don't know about that band but it's like yeah. how do you not know Forney, you fucking robot oh well either way we're gonna take you in the back and take some x-rays all right cool back at the house ted's ted uh ted sees her again and he doesn't recognize her and it's like oh wow you turned into a beautiful young woman she's it's like, like hey, hey ted you. how's it going uh excuse me who are you <laughs> wait what hello yeah yeah for sure yeah how's it going my name's ted nugent come on we know each other it was like and you just have scott yeah you just have like sebastian bach yelling in the back her dad sang one of your songs. Oh, Pearl. Oh, how's it go? How's the old man? A lot of just asking, how's the old man? I'm like, yeah, I'm sure she doesn't get tired of that fucking question. She's just fucking crazy. And I wrote here, and then Ted News has a quote where he says, because he's like, wow, you turned into a beautiful young woman. He says, the old loaf can squirt out some good shit. Yeah. And like, then he just had Pearl just awkwardly stare at him, just, mm-hmm. Imagine Scotty and Lair's like, hey, I am so sorry about Ted. I'm just like, <laughs> he wasn't like that. Ted, hey, hey, Ted had to, all right. But we're doing some really sick. Hey, Ted had thing. to, all right, all right. When you have Sebastian Bach just going, ah, Ted just had to. It's like, I need to get a Tedism. Yeah. I need to. He, I can imagine he's just like, hey, listen, I'm sorry about that. But also, this is really huge for me. So if you could just like not say anything about it that'd be real helpful yeah that'd be really sick kiss kiss so the pr people are talking to sebastian in his room they're like hey man got a radio interview for you tomorrow to promote the shit he's like okay cool and then he's like um oh yeah and then this is where he talks about that compilation c where he earlier he was like i had a top 20 record come out this year this year and i realized last week and then i realized sebastian bach is a fucking liar um and then they're like <coughs> And they're like, oh, wow, yeah, that's crazy. They're like, hey, you should do a ballad. He's like, yeah, I want to because it's kind of my thing, you know, but I feel uncomfortable going up to Scott, Ian, and Ted Nugent and be like, hey, you know what? We should do a ballad. They're having a real conversation. There's a talking head where Jay's like, yeah, you know, we all had some time uh, where we one-on-one got to know each everyone a little better, and now we're all in a better place. I'm like, when? 
When? How does when that- did that? Why not show us that? Yeah. When is all we've seen is them give you a hard time. But anyway, and then actually, yeah, they cut to Ted Ninja and Scotty. And, and they're like, hey, we were talking to Sebastian. We think you guys should do a ballad. And, and they're like, no. Scotty says no. And Ted Nugent flips off Sebastian. No. And it's Sebastian. Like, He's like, told I you, told you. Not going to happen. Yeah, you're not going to get fucking jorts and fucking trigga trigga monstrous to go, I remember you. No, you're going to go, ah, oh, got into marsh. I don't know why he, I don't know why he's so hung up on I remember you. I mean, I know it charted high, but like 18 in life, which is technically a ballad, that's a way better song. Oh, fuck you. So, yes. Oh, Doc sorry. McGee calls a guy named Rob Cavallo, which it's too well, so I figure it's probably Rob Cavallo, but I don't think a, it I is. Called Ro- a, I called Rob Cavallo to, like, a producer to listen to the track and make sure that he'll listen to it, and then he can tell these guys that they're being old and senile. You know, he didn't say it like that, but yeah, that's what he said, that's too. That's basically, come on. So I knew the name, and I Google who he's working with. I'm, I'm looking at his list, right? I'm like, okay, he's worked with Green Day, Lincoln Park, Chemical Romance, Eric Clapton, Google. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, all the modern bands at that time period. Dave Matthews Band, Kid Rock. I'm like, yeah, whatever. But then I see he's worked with Phil Collins and Shinedown. I'm like, this dude rules. Phil Collins and Shinedown. What a combo. What a combo. I'm sure not at the same time, but oh, that's a feature track I need to hear. Also, also he's done like almost all the Green Day records. Maybe one day we should go through Green Green Day's discography. Mm, maybe, uh, maybe not. Well, well, oh well. So Doc wants him, like you said, to critique the band. Sends him the demo. We don't hear. That's going to be next episode. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, oh Jason comes back. I wrote Hasten for some reason. Yeah, Jason just comes back and goes, "Yeah, I got a pinched nerve in my hand." That's kind of it. It's going to be a week, maybe, of procedures, they say. And they're like, huh. huh. Well, fuck. And that's the episode. That's it. They literally, another episode just ends. These with, episodes end so abrupt. Yeah, they end so weird. They end, at least these past two, just have just, you just have Jason. It's not even a cliffhanger. It's mid-conversation. Yeah, Jason just comes in from something. <laughs> He goes like, oh, hey, is everyone gone? And he just got in. He's like, oh, hey, you're back. We missed you. All right, cool. Next time on VH on Supergroup. Yeah, and next time. It was just like, yeah, oh, yeah. So I got a pinched nerve. I think they'll work on it. Oh, man, cool. Next time on Supergroup. Yeah, it's just like. Speaking of which, next that's week. That's how it ends. Next week, according to this preview, we have a producer who calls five old men's music dated. <laughs> Sebastian yells a lot. More Sebastian Yo, Jesus Christ. Wives show up. Yeah, more wives. Porno action, kind of. No, you just have you just have Evan just going, my wife Tara Patrick's here, and I'm sitting, I'm like, I just want to take some pictures of her. Just looking hot in the mansion. They play a, play a cringy show, it looks like. And it looks like... They don't play a cringy show. Well, that's what it looks like. They're, they're just like trying to make it. They keep like previewing stuff on other episodes. And also, it looks like Evan is going, Evan punches Sebastian in the fucking face. That doesn't happen next episode. I already watched it, so. Super group, everybody. Super group. Not going to lie. Show's kind of shitty. <laughs> I know. What a, what a revelation. What a revel fucking lation, James. Wow. You wow. know, you know, I'm glad wow. you said that because I was worried. Wow. I was worried that you were liking. I was worried you were starting to think, you know what, the show's kind of good. I'm just sitting here as like, I have the VH1 schlock. I was worried that you were gonna go talk to your punk kids and be like, you know what? 
Supergroup's not bad. I'm just sitting... I could tell you just like out of the VH1 schlock, I'm just sitting there just going... Fuck, dude. Did I actually get more enjoyment out of Daisy of Love than I am getting with this show? Yes, you did. Because I know I did. I'm just saying, it's like, fuck, dude. It's just boring. And it's just Sebastian Bach just being shitty. And I'm like, I don't like watching Sebastian Bach being Every shitty. Because I want him to stop. It's like, fuck, you suck. And then you tell us dumb shit. And it's like, God, you're the worst. Every show. And he just torments the people. <laughs> and it's like, wow, you're the biggest prima donna. I need to run. I need to get in shape. I need to do push-ups and crunches. Yeah, how else supposed to look sick? This is rock and roll. I, I'm an athlete. Rock and this, roll is very athletic. Rock and roll is very athletic. I'm basically an Olympic athlete. I got to keep my bod. Yeah, uh, I think the show might be bad. I think the show might be bad, but we're going to finish it. Oh, yeah. Listen, if I'm watching something and I'm unironically thinking to myself, you know what? I think Daisy of Love is better. Or I'm like, I think Rock of Love is better. Then we, Houston, we have a fucking problem. Houston, we have a problem. <sighs> Only four more episodes. Hey, we could watch Terror. We could watch Paradise Island or something. That's the show, everybody. Good That's night. the show. All right, everyone. This is the Triple D Radio Show with your host James and Edward. I hope y'all have a good one. Good night. Adios. <laughs>